Hey guys, I'm Ben. And I'm Ashley. And in this episode of Let's <clears throat> hey. uh, go to the movies, uh... You okay? Take <coughs> Are you okay? Take that one again. Oh, yeah. Just take it again. Uh, in this episode of Let's Go to the Movies, we discuss... <coughs> Soul Station. <coughs> we hope you guys enjoy the episode. Ben? box office bullies and misguided moviegoers, one woman and one man must save humanity from overly critical movie reviews and people who can't form their own opinions. Their mission, to discuss cinematic gold and cinematic bronze in only one hour or sometimes a little less, maybe even a little bit more. Now, join our heroes as they take you on their journey through movies they have never seen before. Sit down, Buckle up and prepare your ear holes for. Let's go to the movies with Ben and Ashley. Hey guys, this is us post Soul Station trailer. <laughs> this is the prequel to Train to Busan. Which, if you guys remember, we absolutely adored. That movie was incredible. Go back and check out that episode if you haven't already. Um, we were just made aware that this existed, mm -hmm. but. In all actuality, it was released less than a month after the first movie. Which is bonkers. This is also an animated film. Which is, I love, like, has anyone ever done that? Where it's like live action first and then animated? Uh, yeah. Um, the There's a Riddick film oh. um, that's animated. And I don't remember which. I didn't know that. I don't remember that. what it's called. One of the, um, <clears throat> excuse me. One of the Riddick movies is animated. I think I've heard of it being done some other place as well Some it other, probably has yeah. and i'm just not but it, it is still it. well it's still pretty cool it's still pretty novel you yeah. know it's not it's certainly not common practice um especially so close to the release of the live action it seems film. like the intention was for them like they were written at the same time which you that's very rare when it comes to especially prequels yeah prequels are almost always born out of fiscal needs and not yeah. like artistic necessity yeah absolutely um but do, do you want to try and break down what we were able to gather uh, from what's happening yeah um <clears throat> that's gonna be difficult so we watched a trailer that was like a minute and 15 seconds long mm -hmm. um it was the official uk uh release you know trailer. we always like to keep it short here yeah so i mean a lot happens but not a lot not a lot of like detail about the story is revealed so am i wrong in in picking up on it seems like this group of people in this town think that it's the homeless people that are crazy yeah it looks like it's the homeless population that, okay. that is going i don't even know if they're using that they didn't use the word zombie once in the in this trailer so i don't know if they just think that they're going crazy or what but yeah they're blaming it on the homeless population but it seems like, <clears throat> like in the first one, it's it's beyond just the attack. There's also some, like, person-to-person -person conflict happening. Yeah. But, I mean, well, I mean, that's different than what is already present in Train to Busan because there is tons of rich character interaction, you know, it, in that movie as well. But, yeah, this, again, with a minute and 15 seconds, it's hard to to get a lot which is good for us because i don't want anything spoiled but 
um, there does seem to be some of that. Uh, there also just seems to be a a lot of gore um, and death in this movie, and we got a little bit of a glimpse into probably just how much there's going to be because when we were looking up the trailer before or the the option after Soul Station trailer was Soul Station all deaths. So if people feel the need to make a compilation of all this kind of shit, granted that is like more common with things like animes and video games and stuff, but I'm guessing this is going to be pretty pretty bloody. Am I wrong in thinking that in Train to Busan either through like the newscasts or like word of mouth it's shared that Seoul is essentially desolate, that it just got completely taken over. Um, yeah, it's been a while since we watched it, but they comment on how, like, they keep commenting on how this place is down. Like, Busan's, this place is like, down, the only safe place yeah. in Korea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, I don't... so, if they're in Seoul, then, and this is a prequel, then we might see, like, how like the largest city in Korea gets like completely I think that's, decimated. Yeah, I think that's what we're we're looking at here. The animation style is cool. Yeah. It's very I have not seen anything quite like that. Very um, like early 2000s-esque, like almost Cowboy Bebop-y. Oh, I've not seen any Cowboy Bebop, so I don't really know. But it does it does look it, they play a lot with the characters popping out from the environment an interesting way it's like a thick border on them or something like it looks like they, they're separate from the separate but included in the rest of the frame it just looked really cool looked really interesting i mean if this is even remotely close to as good as train to busan i'm gonna be absolutely floored because that movie shook me to my core oh yeah i think about that movie often and the ending yep. go back and listen to that episode if you haven't heard it so we are gonna go get our animated socks knocked off i try to come up with something cool it's all good (laughs) and with that guys we'll be right back hey guys this is us post soul station whoa tell me initial buzzword thoughts go um okay great uh good Great, best. No, I'm just kidding. It, it was really good, though. It's it was really really good. Um, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, the animation style. I want to comment on this immediately because I feel like I did it a disservice in the trailer section. Um, my ass said that it was just thick outlines on the characters. That's very wrong. Um, it's more akin to like a telltale game um actually that's great but it's that as like a hybrid because i think it's mixed with um uh kino's journey so where the which is an anime uh, yes not to alienate people who don't know what kino's journey is sorry kino's journey is uh, a cool anime that unfortunately i've only watched like the first couple episodes of um but it is you're, a really but you're good talking about it's, it's akin to Kino's because of the the foreground being very foreground and the background being a little like background. Well, yes, and the three D element yeah. of of the backgrounds look painted, but and mixed the with the like motion blur and like sh- shadow of yeah. a Telltale game. Yeah, um, which actually gets to my one complaint about the movie. We'll get to that, but I'll get to that later. Um, so yeah, my initial thought is I adored this um the story is fantastic it's less of a zombie film and more of a drama set in a zombie 
setting. Um, the characters are all pretty rich. I have, uh, I've expressed this many times in the podcast, but I have like a real appreciation for Korean film. Um, in any in, in any regard essentially because there is something to be said about the voice acting and there's something to be said about the character work that goes into this I mean, that like, it go just watch makes the, it go theme. listen to our episode of the wailing man oh jesus christ oh yeah there's just something that's done with the the attention to detail and just like the real like deep dive into a character it just feels like real life and i know I know that, like, as an English-speaking American man there's who appreciates, um, you know, other cultures and other countries' work in the arts, that I appreciate this in a certain way. If I was a natural-born, you know, South Korean citizen, I might not have the same appreciation, potentially, because the work is more familiar— but because this seems so distant, I don't know any Korean, it all seems so genuine. But with that being said, watching film from any country, there seems to be just like some level of authenticity to 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 this work. It I just I don't know. It doesn't matter it whether you can speak the language that you're watching or not. That's why, like, film and theater is so impactful because human beings can resonate and recognize authenticity. Yeah. Even if you don't understand what's being said, even if we didn't have captioning, right? You could understand by inflection, by the Mm -hmm. acting, by the energy what's happening right Mm -hmm. you like like human that that's like that's one of the rare things about being a human being is like you can recognize authenticity which is why it's so easy to sniff out bullshitters Mm -hmm. right and why it's so shocking and upsetting when you miss the bullshitters yeah um so i think this is a let's go to the movies first where we have very differing opinions. I was very indifferent about this movie. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, you and I speak frequently. And a common phrase yeah, that I use between the two of us <laughs> is that the heart is there, but it's missing a third level. Ah. Uh, where it doesn't your normal music quite reference. reach the peak. That's one million percent what this movie is for me. It never. I, as you can, tr- if you are I a have frequent listener, for this. What'd you say? I said I have an argument for this. Fine. If you are a frequent listener of this podcast, you know that I have no qualms with a talking movie mm-hmm. where it's not a lot of action. People are just talking. I never have any problem with this. My problem with this is it seems like this movie was focusing on the wrong parts. It had a lot of potential that it never quite rose to. And I stayed open the whole time of like, I'm waiting. I'm fully waiting for this to swing me to positive, right? I'm staying neutral. 
And then the last 15 minutes of the movie completely turned me sour and turned me off. Wow. Yeah. I, 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 I would never watch this movie again. I think that you shouldn't waste your time with this movie and that you should just watch Train to Busan. Damn! You straight up didn't like this. No, not really. Oh, fuck, man. Okay, holy batshit. Here's where the episode gets good. Let's debate, Dude, baby. okay, yeah. So, first of all, you're wrong. No, um, no, 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 <laughs> I understand. It's, it's, it's art. It's, uh, it's opinion-based. There is, um, you know, there's objectivity to an extent yeah. but but you know what's considered like i don't know there's good animation there's bad animation there's good voice acting there's bad voice acting you know if we're referring to the kind of film that this is i don't think it's objectively poorly made in any way no and i don't think you're getting at that either i think you're getting at the content the substance how it was written how it was formatted it's the writing the most yeah, how it came how, how the finished product is presented because the acting was excellent and the animation I, was great it's it's the writing for me really and and the, and the thing is i'm not going to i'm not going to tell you you're wrong that was a joke what i, I am going to say is i i personally liked it because what this film was to me oh you know what i got a really funny thought okay so um well first of all spoiler alert as anyone who follows the podcast knows, this episode is late. There's no hiding that. So why, on why are we bringing because that because because on this day, on the Wednesday that this is, um, March the seventh, very much dating the podcast. Okay. Have no issues with that because I was on Reddit earlier, as I am throughout the day, <laughs> and I saw a really cool thing under our videos that was a. A look into different Asian culture, not being insensitive, just trying to come, you know, trying to connect two things. I saw a really cool video about, um, essentially a little look in inside of Japanese life, a day in the life, if you will, of some Japanese people. So, um, <laughs> two white guys don't know where they're from, sounded American. Could have been fucking Canadian. I have no idea. They're in a kaitenzushi. For those who don't know what a kaitenzushi is, it's a sushi um, establishment where the sushi is put on plates and then put onto a conveyor belt that goes around the restaurant. As the sushi comes around, you are um, able to just kind of grab it off the off the conveyor belt, and then you get charged per normally the color of the plate but i think establishments kind of work differently anyway so it's a restaurant with a conveyor belt think about it like that someone put a gopro on the conveyor belt and as it went around and someone would be the two white dudes but they put it on the conveyor belt and the video is like seven minutes long it essentially goes around the restaurant and people notice it and people don't notice it and it kind of shows you how people respond to something interrupting their daily life. And I feel like this movie does a very similar thing. This was about three main characters. Spoiler alert. The characters are um, boyfriend and girlfriend and... Father. Winky face. Asterisk. 
yeah, Winky Face, it's actually her pimp, which is a fucking great twist. It's my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, it's because you audibly gasped because it was very shocking. But again, your girl is a sucker for a twist. So am I. I can never pick out a twist. I will never notice. And a also, twist there was no way for us to be able to pick it out. No, you're right. I did start to get a weird suspicion at the end, close to him saying it. And as I started to get that inkling of like a wait a second, this is weird was the fact that I knew that she was previously um, a prostitute. And I went, wait a second here. This guy is starting to seem... This guy is starting to seem a little forceful a little bit too like headstrong about this it seems like there's something angry about this guy and once the anger registered in my brain i went okay something's weird this is not her dad and then it was it was like five minutes before it happened something went why is he so angry he's so angry either she did wrong by him and then the moment he said, um, he being the boyfriend, uh, I, or no, actually it was her who said my father, really he's there. My father hasn't been well. I went, yeah, okay. And this is what I was feeling. And then it was. See, I never interpreted the anger from the father character, quote unquote, as anything but passion toward, like I got that their relationship was strained. Yeah. But I never interpreted his anger as anything but wanting safety for his daughter. I picked up on something right at the very end. Throughout most of the film, I didn't. Um, But for me, so the point that I really wanted to make is this to me was kind of like a day in the life. And also, you're going to hate this response. That third note is Train to Busan. Sure, but... And I know you don't like that, but... But how does that apply here? The thought of that makes me rock solid. It's fucking cool. I do not think a prequel should rely solely on its subsequent material to hold it up. But I don't think that it relies entirely on that. I think the first two notes are strong. I think the third note is that movie. And it kind of works for me in the same way that, like, you have concept albums where... You have 45 minutes, an hour long, whatever it is, worth of of song, different songs, one continuous song, whatever, that all just ties in together. I feel like this is the last third, the last movement of an album. I feel like Train to Busan is so heavy and so real that it acts as the third note knowing damn well that this is the prequel. This is what leads up to it. I feel like technically it delivers enough because some of the stuff is is really beautiful to look at. The acting is superb. And personally for me, I I know differing opinions here. I feel like that the the look into the really early stages of this because ultimately we don't see the whole city collapse. We see a glimpse of that at the end. We see sections progressively declining. 
that this just feels like a really solid look into the very beginnings of uh, disaster with, with zombies. Here is my opinion in the most eloquent way that I can put it. Where this movie shines is the exploration of the politics and the divide between the homeless population and the government and the police force. Where I think it weakens itself is focusing instead on the three characters it chose to focus on. Okay. That's where I feel like the the, the characters that they chose to focus on is what holds this movie back. Because what's incredibly original is the fact that there's such a divide, and I don't even know if this is realistic to Korea, but the divide between viewing the homeless population as filth. There's a physical divide, the the homed and the homeless want nothing to do with one another. They keep themselves yeah. as separate as possible. They're treated as vermin, right? Well, they're called something. They they, so, they refer to them as well, rats. Well, well, they well they call what 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 was weird about it? They called them like. Huh. You pointed out you were like, oh, you point actually you pointed out halfway through the movie, even though it had already happened a thousand times. They refer to them as like. They, they they remove an article or something from homeless. Oh, I'm not a homeless. A homeless, yeah. Uh, like homeless is like a, a a race or something or an ethnicity. You're yes. either Korean or you're you're a either homeless. a Korean man or you're a homeless man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a homeless or a woman. So not adding the article. Sexist. <laughs> um. Shit. What was the point I was trying to make? Oh no, you were talking about that the the differentiation between Yes, yeah. That's very unique to a zombie movie, yeah, right? Yeah. Of because there's such a separation, so and and because of the fact that the zombie in this section of the city, the zombie population started showing itself through homeless people, you're already going, Oh, they're rising up or they're acting erratic. Like, we have to deal with the mm-hmm. homeless population. That's very unique. Yeah. Where it falls short is, once we get to see it from the perspective of the homeless community, I'm sorry. If you're going to set a zombie movie in present day, I don't care what culture or country that you come from. There is enough zombie content that in 2018... You know when it's a fucking zombie. So all of the bullshit about not closing doors behind them, not immediately using a gun, not knowing when they're bit, which means they're going to be turned, not seeing the the infected veins creeping up them, not being able to recognize between when it's your alive friend and when it's your zombie version of your friend... I get infuriated when I see this because honestly, I feel like it's lazy writing. If you set it in a different time, I get it. But if you're setting it in modern day, there's too much content out right now for you to not know what the fuck's going on. You're not wrong about that. That is frustrating, but also my rebuttal to that would be what 
what movie can you think of right now that does that successfully where they just acknowledge the fact that people realize they're zombies and then act accordingly? How anybody who has enough of a head on their shoulders to respond to zombies the way they should based off of, well, if they actually acted like they do in cinema or in video games or anything, what what show or movie do you know where people actually do that, though? Train to Busan. No, but I, don't, I still don't think they do it well enough in that movie to... I don't agree with that. Anytime there's a time to barricade themselves away from the threat, they do it. Anytime that they're recognizing you've got a bite on you, they get away from that person. It is it is definitely better than what they do in this movie. I will give you that 100%. I just I feel like at this point for 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 you to make your characters choose to be ignorant, it's lazy writing. And if 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 you want to tell the story and want to do a cool thing about a dystopian universe where it, they're blaming it on the poor but actually it's something outside of their control do something different then maybe don't use zombies because it's lazy at that point but but the thing is i hold you but 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 this is a prequel you know this is being made in conjunction with another thing and what so, i'm saying so, is so they're not I'm, gonna they're not gonna change the subject matter right but to be honest i don't feel like there's a strong enough connection between the prequel and train to busan besides the fact that they're zombies um well there's the fact that it started in in seoul and I that mean, it's, going mean, through, Korea, it's going through it's going through Korea. Um but no there are there are I mean here's the thing from everything that I know about Korea there's very strong cultural uh qualities you know I see those crossing over between the two movies. There are character I mean if it takes place in the same country then yeah the culture and the way that people respond and react to one another is going to be similar no matter what. So that that's what I'm saying. So even if they weren't connected to each other in any way, shape, or form, there would still be those similar similarities, right? Oh yeah, but but it's it's during the same time period, and it's okay. So look at the whaling. Mm-hmm. Very different, even though it's similar time period, if not the same. It's yeah, in a country. It's, day. Yeah, it's yeah, in yeah. a country. It's very, very different. I'm saying there's enough through lines between the two in terms of time, place, culture, that I feel like they're connected enough. I feel like they're connected enough. That's what but, I'm saying. But what the whaling does successfully is the whaling deals with a demon, right? Which is another supernatural you know, fictional thing. And again, we're dealing with a cop, mm-hmm. right? A, a, somebody in a position of power and a daughter, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. These are actually very, very good things to compare to. Totally. Everybody in... And then there's a divide between the Japanese man living in Korea. They don't want anything to do with him. Yeah, like it's very Japanese, cultural. Yeah, yeah. Between homeless and the cops in this one, right? But what I feel like the whaling does properly is... First of all, people react like human beings when there's a threat, when there's like, like they react. Prime example is that dumbass boyfriend. He is my least favorite character I've ever seen in anything. I'm not saying I hate the character more than I've hated other characters, but at least with those characters, I hate them as a character because they're a fully fledged character. This wasp 
of a figure literally just served to add more conflict to the situation. Nobody has that slow of a reaction time. Nobody walks into a dangerous situation, screams every time that they're around. Like all, like literally all of these people, they're in a dangerous situation. How is your immediate like base lizard brain not to go, I'm going to sneak I'm going to protect myself. I'm going to close this door behind me. I'm not going you're to scream as I walk into a place. You're describing every blonde chick in any American horror movie ever. She's a fucking trope. And that's what I'm saying is I want this well, movie to be more than that. Okay, but but why would his character be the most hated of any character because like, i don't feel it's, like it's based it's not based in reality i don't but i feel like it is because he is obsessed this guy has no this guy has no motivation in life the dude is constantly trying to just ignore the fact that he doesn't have a job he's trying to just spend his time at the fucking internet cafe all the time he's getting so lazy that he's just going to take his girlfriends past profession and try and whore her out literally online i mean the dude is clearly like a piece of crap and yeah. has no uh, no fucking motivation or any kind of self fucking worth really it just seems like he is the epitome of a internet obsessed um uh, directionless person who is just grown up in a, a society full of just computers and screens and I think he's just desensitized to life and has no idea how to handle real shit. I feel you and I'm not I'm not saying that's entirely wrong, but I feel like this goes back to my like third level point. So even like per character, the third level, like the depth of their character, I feel like there's something to be said about basic human response to trauma and danger that this guy was not exuding. Yes, he's a weak character. Yes, he fits in the trope between, no, he's not a leader. He's the guy you're going to have to drag around the entire time. He's the guy who's clueless. But beyond that, there were basic things that this character was doing that, that it didn't seem to come from a character place. It seemed to come from a poor writing place of trying to create more conflict. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. And I'm not... Yeah, I see what you're saying. I don't have the exact same feelings about the character. But that's but I, but great I, about movies. Yes, but I do 100% understand what you're saying, and I can't argue with everything that you're saying. Let's dig in a little bit about once it's revealed that the boyfriend who thinks that he's just trying to get his girlfriend's dad to her safety, it's revealed that she's instead, he's instead her old pimp. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about where the movie went post that? That's where you hated it, right? Yes. Okay. That's where I liked it almost the most. Okay. Um, As I expressed before, I think the twist was the best part yeah. of the whole movie. Yeah. Because I definitely did not see that coming. I I liked what happened post that because I like a story where major... Beep, 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 Major fucking story alert. Or, uh, spoiler alert, not story well, they, alert. They, everyone knows this but yes, now. Just saying, reiterating, in case someone's still listening, who does not know how this movie ends, um, everybody dies. Yeah. 
So I like that. I like that in a movie. I kind of went into it because it's the prequel to this, knowing that was going to happen anyway. I didn't because I was curious to see if there was any inkling of characters crossing over. Um, 100%. I fucking cannot remember almost any of their names. Um, because... But also, because they're not recognizable in names that we use. Yeah. The dude's name isn't George, so I don't know what it is. Essa White. Is, like... Uh, but, but also, that's fair. But, yeah, it's like, I don't, I don't know any Korean. So, it just, it wasn't immediately recognizable or memorable for me in the way that any language that I speak, um, or languages that I partially speak, like, you know, I'm not gonna remember them. So... Um, my point was, redirect me here, please help me for the love of Christ. About the end of the movie. Um, yeah, so, so, um, I, I didn't know if they were going to cross over, but I was looking out for some kind of inclination of it. Um, but to, to boil it down to what I liked so much about the end was the fact that it was... It was honest about the fact that these characters who really have no right surviving in a situation like this, they they didn't survive. Like they, it was it was honest. The none of these people were fit to live through such an onslaught. They they didn't live. I think that it was cold, but kind of cool that the boyfriend just got his throat slit by someone who's just simply stronger than him. He didn't have a heroic moment where he overcame. He died because he's a piece of shit, man. Like, he died because he's weak. And she tried to save herself, but she got overpowered by someone who's been overpowering her forever. The cool thing is, he got his the fucking justice that we as an audience deserved because I noticed that slash on her ankle. I was wondering if that was actually going to come across and it was really well hidden that it, that it was going to happen. It didn't seem apparent at all until it happened. She just passed out and then she woke up because it was a slower infection. She wasn't bitten the neck. She wasn't bitten a, you know, an artery. It was just a slight scratch on her ankle, but it was enough that it eventually happened. And he got his fucking just desserts, man. No, I'm all about that sweet, sweet. All that revenge. shit. All that. But it's not just the revenge. It's it's the it's how the characters went out. Here's. It seems real. Okay. Maybe this is something that I need to, like, explore deeper in myself as a person. Come on. But I... Take you to church. (laughs) I get immediately turned off when there's any kind of, like, male-to-female dominated play. Whether it's an abusive ex-boyfriend, a pimp... uh, You know know what I mean? Where it's just, like, so saturated... In the the woman being vulnerable, the woman being disposable, the woman being tossed around. And I'm not saying there aren't instances in entertainment where that's been strong and impactful. For sure. And I'm also not saying every woman in that vulnerable position has to put an axe to his head. And you, like, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, stories are stories. Oh, for sure. But 
I think it goes back to the there not being a third layer there. It was like the second he showed up and it was revealed that he was the pimp, it was just it seemed like everything about her resolve and her character just like went out the window and like and then the fact that he was like randomly going to rape her like what the fuck? But but uh, so my obviously uh, I mean, there's the innate issue that this is just, like, a uh, an issue with, like, the sexes. Yeah. But for, for, objectively for me, this feels like a couple of things. One, it's a realistic situation. If you have a character that is a pimp, that is someone who has ruled over you, that would be a somewhat plausible thing to happen. I will also say, my second point here is that she dies, but she wins. She eats that guy's heart out, literally. He doesn't escape. He doesn't get his fucking fancy apartment. He doesn't get his money. He dies. I it's it's hard to watch that stuff and it was hard for me to watch that shit. I don't like that. Even if you're drawn characters, if you're animated, I don't want to see you potentially sexually abusing someone. That's not comfortable for me to watch. I don't like that. But in the story for the characters it makes sense, but also he doesn't win. He gets eaten alive literally. So I feel like for me that was ultimately like, uh, it was like justice. This dude tried. The very last resort for this guy. Not, was he, not only was he going to fucking tra- you know, track her down, do all this harm, kill her boyfriend, beat her up. He was going to try and do one of the most humiliating things that a human being can do. Whether it's man on woman or woman on man. Terrible act. It doesn't succeed. Or both genders together. Or both genders together. Sorry. Yes. My bad. I'm just... Sorry, I'm on a train of thought and I, I was... You. Unfortunately, I did something wrong. But yes, human on human. That's the point I'm getting to. It doesn't matter. He doesn't succeed and he gets fucking chewed up alive. For me, it was... That was justice. Okay. So my issue is... That we could have gotten the same revenge boner just from the fact that he's stalking her down and abusing her to try and get the money back from her. It's another instance where the artists or, or the creators don't feel like their idea is impactful enough, so they have to add rape on top of it unnecessarily. Like, like it, it, it honestly didn't make any sense to me. Two, you reminded me of what I think is my biggest qualm with this movie, which is when you are in the middle of an apocalypse, when you see human beings eating other human beings, when you many times are almost killed yourself by manic human beings trying to rip your brains out of your eye sockets, why are you still concerned about getting money? Um... Okay, uh, I'm going to take a leap here, um, not trying to offend anyone, just going to take a leap. I feel like this is also very much social commentary on the way that Korea is currently, but also I think that the way that 
that part of Asia is currently. Um, people are very much unaware of things outside of what immediately affects them. Um, in China and Japan, I'm not sure about Korea, but in China and Japan right now, there is a really big issue with people not being able to have conversations face-to-face because they're in their phones. Um, and on top of that, in Japan, with the the, the current uh, population, um, there's a fear of the population size diminishing because people are so involved in their work that they're not procreating. Um, I think that this is a little bit of a comment on the fact that people are very self-absorbed and that they're very unaware of their surroundings a lot of the time and that they're very focused on themselves. Again, white American man saying this, but I happen to be a, a big fan of Japanese culture, spent time in Japan. You're a knowledge person. I, I, it's I not understand. From a yeah, place of it's ignorance. not, I'm not saying this ignorantly. I do genuinely think this is a comment on society, which also comes back to the healthcare thing they talked about in the very beginning. Those two characters. As there the wasn't old, enough room for somebody. That And that the homeless are probably, like in this country, um, the homeless are probably pretty neglected. Um, so I feel like that's just commentary on that. I, sorry. No, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I 1 million percent feel you on that. Yes. I feel like something this movie did well was 1 million percent represent Korea in its state Mm -hmm. as it is now. Where I think it falls short is, again, at a basic human level, no matter where you come from, when your life is being threatened, your perspective and your priorities change. So what I'm, what my concern is, through it all, as this man realizes just how serious this situation is, just how many times he's been close to death, his mission is still to abuse this woman and get this money back from her, seeing the SWAT team or the Korean equivalent of a SWAT team and their army there shooting people, like, does that not wake something up inside of you to go, it's not about the money anymore. This has clearly impacted my my life and my country. That's where it doesn't really make sense to me. I think that, the, okay, so first of all, the country comment, I don't think this guy gives a shit about the country. I feel like a lot of people have that sentiment. I feel like they, the one guy says the country doesn't care about you, the two veterans of whatever, whatever kind of service. I say veteran as a, like serving your country in any kind of way, whether yeah. it's the country's infrastructure, infra- infra- yeah, yeah, yeah. well, not even infrastructure. One guy said, I built half the fucking buildings in Seoul or whatever the fuck it is. If you've served your country in some way, um, I feel like there's not that connect with the country. Um, also, I feel like that character is a perfect juxtaposition to the, um, to the wealthy guy in Train to Busan. In Train to Busan, that character, all he thought about was self-preservation, was was living, was life. He was the extreme opposite of that spectrum. In this movie, the pimp character, he was the other extreme. He didn't give a fuck about anything other than money, wealth, opulence, 
you know, luxury. He didn't, he was unaware of his life because he always felt on top. He was the opposite end of that spectrum. I feel like those two characters are the juxtapositions. Uh, they're the opposites. So f- for me, that's that would that was immediately apparent. Um, but again, it's it's opinion. Yeah, totally. You know? And I don't feel like anything that you've said is wrong. I feel right it and hear everything that I that you're saying. I completely agree. But it's just a difference. I think of view. in the way that I'm usually swayed, I'm still not swayed. You shouldn't be swayed. These are these are all everything we've said. And is I don't, I'm not saying I'm not valid. even implying that you're trying to sway me. Oh, of course I know that. I know that. But yeah, th- this is genuinely this this. I feel like we are representing probably the gamut. Like we're running the gamut right now. Like what people are going to feel about this. I feel like people are either going to completely connect like I did. Now, with this being said, I do have some issues with the movie, which I can get into now. But yeah. people are either going to really connect with it or they're going to go, I didn't, I felt like you didn't hit that deep chord. Um, so actually really quick, my, I'm not going to say I only have one issue. I, I could nitpick the movie with little things if I thought about it. Ultimately, I enjoyed it enough. I will say that the animation got to me. In the motion blur. Yeah. I think they went with the 3D thing. I think they went for a 24 frame per second kind of vibe. I don't know if it was actually... um, I don't know if this is actually animated in 24 frames per second. It looked like it might have been. But some of that shit got so washy. It was... Kind of like a Black Panther kind of deal, right? Where the action got super, super blurry and you didn't know what to focus on. But with that being said, Black Panther was poorly lit. And this was animated. You can light it any which way right. it wasn't lit poorly it wasn't not visible it wasn't too dark it was just kind of washy looking it didn't look f- not that it didn't look finished it looked like over over blurred essentially that's the only thing i can say it looked overly blurry like they added motion blur to make it look more dynamic and real but what ended up happening was the character's movements just looked really whack really bizarre yeah that's my biggest issue it was came down to actually a technical thing not a story thing well i have a fun fact and it's the only thing i was able to find out about this movie let's hear it um well first of all the budget was like five hundred thousand dollars for this movie wow um that's not big second of all the actress who played the only main female in this movie we're never gonna try and say the names never um she was in trying to be not as her character, unfortunately, which I feel like is a missed opportunity. Okay. And here's why. Because of who she wasn't trying to piss on. That's what I'm asking. That's what I'm looking for. She was patient zero. Oh, shit. She was the first girl on the train to infect the train. Oh, come on. That's good, though. What? If they had made her the same character, if that character managed to, on her own in her human form, overcome the pimp and escape... With that scratch on her leg and try and make it onto a train to get to safety and then turn on the train, that's the moment. That's it. Yes, I will agree that would have been better. That literally would have lit me up inside. That would have been the coolest shit ever. Especially if you're already using the same actress. Why not go ahead and do that? Here's the thing. I will posit this sure you're gonna immediately shut me down okay i just I, I i see it in your eyes does 
her transformation into a zombie, her turning, does that not look a little bit less set in than everyone else? Her face isn't veiny. It started in her leg, granted, but that doesn't matter because even when people were bit on the arm or torn across the stomach or whatever, they always turned really harshly with veins across their face. Mm -hmm. Could she not be in that weird semi-turned state while she beat the shit out of that guy? She found the strength of the zombie lord inside her. But she wasn't fully turned and could make it to the train. I only don't agree with that because of the moment that the camera took to focus on her while she chattered the fuck out of her teeth. Like gnaw- like gnawing, gnashing, That was hungry. fucking kind of hard to watch. That was so gross. It that- was super creepy. Yeah, super, super creepy. No, girls full on turned. I don't, I don't know if she from is. Her head, I think but so. But they're not fully, bo- they're not the same The reason why you don't bulge. see the veins, it's because it's their way of being able to hide that she's turned for as long as they can. Because when she's but hiding when in she, the closet. Even when she pops up, dude. Even when she pops up at the end and he's like, hey, and she's chattering. There's no reason she couldn't have been fully turned. Then the movie's fucking over. I, I think she got fully turned. You know what? It's a mystery. In my mind, it's a mystery. Don't tell me otherwise. It's a fucking mystery. But I feel like I, the biggest missed opportunity is the fact that they didn't move that character over and show us the exact moment where the two movies cross over. Especially if they already put the same actress in the movie. You know what would have been fucking dope as hell, dude? Is if she had made it onto the train and it was like the shot where she was like struggling or whatever. You know what? Honestly, I'm saying this. I don't even fucking remember how that character like manifests in Train to Busan. But just this, the idea of this shit would have been fucking dope as hell. In theory, this shot exists in Train to Busan. So work with me here. If she got onto the train in this movie, uh, in the animated film, and she was in that car, the car, the door or the not the door she's in a door the fuck she's in the room or whatever where she is on the train the car and yeah. and she like faints and like falls out of frame and then in the animated world you have to be really fucking good to make, to make this not cheesy but like in the animated world she lifts her head up and she's the real actress from the movie all zombified and then it quickly cuts to black I would have fucking... Oh, that'd be I would have blown cool. my load, dude. Like, that would have been so fucking cool. That would have been super cool. If you could pull off the juxtaposition between animation and a real person well enough. That would have been so fucking lit. And here's where the biggest missed opportunity is. That actress, as that character in Train to Busan, she has no lines. Like, yes, she may be the most important part of the whole movie because she's the one that, like, and like makes it all happen for the characters that we do see. Yeah, she's the fucking Olympic torch, man. She, she sets went it all to off. zombie school. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Where she learned how to be a zombie and how to move like a zombie and sound like a zombie. And then on top of it, she went through wire training <laughs> because the ne- because once she turns, she like acrobatically jumps on a different passenger on the train. Yeah. yeah. She's on wires yeah, for that, right? She had to train fully how to do that. Yeah. Also, I read th- who the I- fuck is qualified to teach zombie school? Zombies don't exist <laughs> people who just have like who know the craft and know what looks good on camera and what shows up i just find it kind of goofy so yeah. that's where i feel like there's a big like is this girl already went through all this training like to do such a good job yeah i feel like that would have been the coolest crossover you know oh for sure that would have been really fucking rad it's i still genuinely feel like there's enough connecting the two movies that i i feel like this was not 
for me, this was not a disservice to Train to Busan, and I enjoyed this as a standalone piece. I will say, it's not as, like, heart-pounding, action-packed as it could have been. Um, um, oh, my other issue, actually, which I forgot about, so here's to qualify this a little bit more. I think some of the sound design was weak in perspective. Now, as a sound editor, what that means, cutting for perspective, means when you see a foot really up close to camera, stepping on the ground, say it's stepping on tile, like in like a hospital or something, you're going to really hear that footstep like really loud right up front. If the character is kind of farther away, like it's a long shot down a hallway and the character's walking, as they get closer, the footsteps should get louder and feel closer to the mic, which in turn feels closer you. to you. That didn't happen as much. Yeah. There were some weird issues with like perspective cutting. Um, that could do with the budget. But again, 500000 I'm guessing 500,000 American. Yeah. That's probably the information that was coming across you. I have no idea what that would be in. I fucking don't even know what South Korean currency is. That's pretty bad of me probably. But anyway, I don't know what that is. Um, But I don't know what this would, what I'm guessing you got the, uh, you know, US dollars budget. That's a really small budget, especially for something animated, Mm -hmm. which takes uh, fucking hundreds of damn people compositing shots and graphics and just time insane hours so that's that probably comes down to that but i guess wrap up thought for me i clearly like this movie more than you did i feel like that's the beauty of of what film is as an art mm-hmm. um it's personal and you will connect with certain things and not connect with others um i think objectively speaking uh, I think you and I both agree, correct me if I'm wrong, that this was pretty well executed technically, mm-hmm. um, but it comes down to story. Some people like different stories. I, I didn't mind this one. Yep, and in my opinion, I think even if you've seen Train to Busan, watch it again before deciding to watch this one. I will say you should definitely watch Train. If you're going to watch either, 100%. Burn this one. And watch Train to Busan. That movie is so way take fucking that, better. Listeners, take that in. As much as he fought for Soul Station, I still like it. he still thinks Train to Busan is far and away a better yeah, movie. Yeah, because Train to Busan is phenomenal. It's one of the best movies. Like, and it's One my, of the best movies, period? Uh, That's a big-ass statement. No, I'm saying, first of all, I think it's my favorite zombie movie, for sure. Really? Yes. Nope, still got my favorite. 28 Days Later is one of your favorites. Yep. And I know that. And of course, Shauna, that is my favorite movie, well, period. okay, don't even... But I see that as a totally different thing. It's a comedy horror. It's yes. a combination. Yes, but 28 Days Later is 100% the best zombie movie ever see, made. See, Train to Busan is my favorite zombie movie, and that's it. But, um, <laughs> and that's it. And you shut your mouth and you don't say other words. Fair. Uh, fair. I'll let you have it. But yeah. So Ben's opinion, see this movie if you want. I like it. It's, My it's opinion, worth the watch. trash it. Not worth it. Um. Also to get this movie period, you have to have Shudder. So for those who don't even know what Shudder is, if you made it to this point in the podcast, Shudder is essentially a Netflix for horror movies. It's curated Which is horror a cool films. service it's that I recommend. It's fucking rad. Or just go ahead and get VRV because it has Crunchyroll, Shudder. Which we pushed everything. in our last yeah. scary so movie. So just, just get VRV. It's worth the price. But yeah, if you got the time, you, you want to watch something animated, you want to watch something Korean, I don't. I don't suggest skipping this one. I would say watch it. But if you're only going to watch one of the two, definitely go ahead and watch Train to Busan. So, 
guys. Until next time, go watch whatever fucking movie you want. Not this one. Roll credits. Hey guys, I'm Ben, and this is the wrong part of the show. <laughs> oh, take that, take that one again, yeah. buddy. A little too hasty. Do that again. Mm, shit. <laughs> oh fuck. No, no, keep it going. Hey guys, I'm Ben, and I'm Ashley. And in this episode of Let's, <clears throat> hey, uh, go to the movies. Uh... You okay? Take <coughs> Are you okay? Take that one again. Oh yeah. Just take it again. Uh, in this episode of Let's Go to the Movies, we discuss. Soul Station. We hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Ben? Ben? Holy shit. Uh, Cue music. You sound like you had a furball. I got so choked up. That's it. That's it. Cut it. Post it. There's nothing else. And that's a wrap.